Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mentally Chill. Diagnoses, neuroses, and everything between. Today we're going to be talking about physical pain and how that can affect your emotional health. And today we have our usual panel of good, awesome, amazing people. We have my lovely wife, Melanie. We have Grant, who's a DJ up in here. (laughs) And then we have Kelsey, who's just doing her thing, drinking some wine, living the good life. So today we're going to talk about um, how physical um, ailments uh, can really affect your emotional health and um, what to do about that. Thanks for joining us, guys. So I think everyone at the table here um, can relate to having a period of time in your life or a, um, a long like portion of your life where pain has been present. Um, I don't think that's an abnormal human experience, but it really does affect your mental health, even if it's just short term. Um, so I really just think it'd be cool to go around and just talk about our own experience with how it's affected us. Irene, why don't you start us off? I know you just had a very recent experience with physical pain. She is so excited. (laughs) So uh, recently I broke my um, foot and uh, this was like literally two days ago. And uh, very recent. (laughs) And and, uh, so I'm dealing with that and for some reason there's part of me that like whenever I break a bone it it hurts me in a way that like no other thing has hurt me before where I'm just like it's pretty painful I'm just like (laughs) but like I don't know like something I like I know if I broke a bone if I cried when it happened so I never how'd you do it so I was (laughs) (laughs) we need some backstory (laughs) so I was um trying to be out of someone's way uh, at my apartment, it's social distan- distancing at my apartment complex, and there's um, instead of taking the uh, the highway, if you will, there's a little rock path that has um, stones in it, Ooh. and <laughs> I was gingerly walking down that. <laughs> gingerly. And uh, please note, there was no caution. Do not walk on. Yeah. Rocks. We're looking at you guys. <laughs> Rocks sign. And, um, and I, uh, the correct term I think is eat shit. And I just fell on my face. Luckily, I did not hit my head and re injure myself from my concussion yes. that I just recently recovered from. It's been like six weeks. Um, So, I'm really thankful I didn't hit my head again, Uh, but that's how it was done. Sorry, I'm really curious. So, how did you, like, find help? Did you have, like... I, uh, well, the people that I fell in front of... Oh, okay. ...that asked me if I was okay, uh, I replied, well, that was dramatic. (laughs) And I, because it was. (laughs) I just knew it, you know, when you fall and you know it's just too damn much. 
Um, so I, they asked if I was okay. I, I lied and told them I was because I don't like, uh, I'm an introvert and I don't like meeting people on their terms <laughs> um, or any terms but my own. And, uh, and then I proceeded to uh, limp back up to my third story apartment oh, um, after calling my wonderful wife, Melanie, <laughs> and just being in tears, like thinking I rolled my ankle and um, did something like that. And then as I walked on it, real- realizing that it was definitely not my ankle and was uh, way more painful than that. I've also broken my foot four times now, so I'm kind of an expert on identifying the factors of a broken foot. So Fair. we were able to suss out pretty quickly that it was a foot problem and a break problem. Yeah. Pays to have but a professional on. <laughs> it sure do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, speaking of mental health and how that affected me, I immediately felt like such a huge bur- burden on my wife, who also, at the time, had a broken foot. And um, it gets real exciting in this house. And um, I'd also thrown my neck and shoulders out in the past week. Ouch. I don't think I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. One problem after, it's like a snowball. It's like an avalanche. Yeah, all at once. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's twenty twenty. It's really affected me mentally because, um, you know, I I had to. They put me on crutches at first, and I had to do non weight bearing on the foot that I hurt, and um, I felt so dependent on Mel. Um, specifically and I just felt like I made her life so much harder by being injured and um was really upset about it and cried a lot more than I'd like to admit about it but it was just one of those injuries that like kind of hits you in a time where you're more sensitive um so that's what happened to me recently I feel that it, it did kind of kick us right in the teeth, mm-hmm. and I think that 2020 has been such kind of a shit show for so many of us that <laughs> this, I think it also, I sort of hit my positivity breaking point with Irene breaking her foot, and you know, I, I hate to say that. <laughs> no, I totally understand. But I feel like I've been kind of trying for the two of us to sort of convince Irene that our lives aren't completely shit, and that... 2020 is will have some redeeming qualities and to kind of you know and I still have a thrown out neck and shoulders and she can't move at all and I'm kind of recovering from some migraine stuff and it's like oh sure yeah 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 we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay and then I kind of like walk off and I'm like oh my god we're fucked oh can I can I say that yeah oops sorry (laughs) you've already said shit three times well, it's 2020. That's, that's the let's, let's just all blame it on the fact uh, yeah. that it is 2020. You guys have went through a lot. A so lot. I think that it's, you know, it's kind of like a twofold because it, it affects the, and we've seen this on both sides, where 
it affects the mental health of the person who's injured or sick, and it affects the mental health of the person who is in the caregiver role. I know yes. you guys have kind of gone through a similar situation in your relationship, kind of at the beginning of your relationship. You guys yes. kind of dealt with that. Very, very close to the beginning. Would you like to elaborate? Yes, would you like to elaborate? Do you, want me to t- do you want me to tell your story? You're always so much better at telling stories. <laughs> So great quality to have. <laughs> Always hold on to Kelsey. Because she it's funny because sorry. So she suffers from short term memory loss. <laughs> but she can too, remember girl. these details that are absurdly specific. Like how do you do this? You can't remember to bring me like a pair of sweatpants to work though. Like you can remember like, oh yeah, and you were on the third step of this floor and you said this word and I was like, Oh my god, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> Like, what? I've been waiting for me and Irene's whole relationship for her to tell me that I'm the best storyteller. <laughs> She's the only storyteller. It's a skill. Maybe it's like a like a Dustin housewife skill. Perhaps. It's yeah. so specific, though. Is is that Thank why you. I've heard that you guys are getting your own podcast sometime soon? Oh. <laughs> Where have you heard this <laughs> news at? <laughs> You know, if you bring the wine and you provide the microphones, we'll talk. Yeah, we have no problem oh, talking. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> okay, so our story. Um, Is it we, my story? I don't know. <laughs> you told me to tell it, so yeah, it's ours. So I met Grant whenever we were in college. And um, shortly after we started dating in like, we moved pretty quickly in the beginning of our relationship, and I think we both came from previous relationships where we were like, I know what I want, I know what I don't want, and you are fitting in there perfectly. So, we moved fast. Um, so, we started dating. We didn't have that moment of, like, I feel like I have to give some backstory here. We didn't have that moment of, like, will you be my boyfriend, girlfriend? And so we say that our, like, dating timeline starts in February. And then you moved in with me in May. And then August, we moved into our own apartment together. And then Grant had bypass surgery on his leg. So this started out, like, we're still... You still learn about each other. That's, like, still the honeymoon phase for you. Yeah. Yeah, we're still learning, like, what, you know, I guess, like, pisses someone off, what, you know, what they like, what they don't like. And There's a lot of that, I feel, especially with combining households. Yes. We had to figure out so much, like, we had different opinions on what was essential for buying. <laughs> oh, that's that's fair. We'll discuss later. Okay, yeah. No, I was like cheese. that. I was a lot of cheese. Oh, cheese and wine. wine. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> okay, let's stay on mental health. Okay, right. mental health, yes. So, um, we had, we were both working jobs, you know, full-time jobs, like service industry type jobs. You were teaching swim lessons slash like maintenance and which you're still doing to this day but in a more different role I guess and I was uh waitressing slash like bartending at the time so you had your surgery and it was also whenever you quit your job so you had like quit your job 
And then, like, the next day went into surgery. I took a leave of absence. I didn't quit. But did you go back? I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, to do maintenance, not to teach. Okay. Oh, fair. Okay, you did do that. But, like, the majority of your job was teaching, right? Okay. You can't hand over a story and then try to take it. Back. I know. Well, right? no, I'm just trying to, you know, give give the audience correct okay. information. Yes. Okay. So, um, this was also I didn't know your family that well whenever you went through surgery, and so it it turned out, you know, bypass surgery is wherever you're getting bypass surgery at is like pretty intense. Yeah, that's pretty major. Can yeah. you so? I don't actually know what a bypass surgery is. I know what it is in the heart, but I don't know what it is like in okay. the leg. So, from what I remember, actually, I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> Would so, you like me to tell Yes, it? can you elaborate? Because I was not there for any of it. <laughs> so, Grant, on the inside of his, what's that leg? Right, right. to your right thigh, he has like five scars going down, and they're like in various lengths and places there so they took an artery from his thigh and put it in his like kind of like from what I understand like the top of his knee down to like below like lower calf level because he has a blood clot there from I don't know being too strong okay (laughs) from a different complication that he was like born with and he's had that corrected in both of his legs but he still has a blood clot in his right leg so they did bypass to bypass that blood clot so they took a piece of his artery to the rest of his leg yeah so he has better blood flow now to his foot okay and um thank you for that yeah but i think i said everything that sounds about right okay um so that was still like very early on in our relationship, um, we hadn't been together like six months, I guess, then. So, how did that play on your mental health? Well, so, now I'm a housewife, but for a good, like, two to three months, you were a house husband. But you were a house husband as in you were, like, an invalid at the time. laying in bed trying to... was a vegetable. It takes all kinds. Be a house person. So I think in that moment I was very like, this is what I need to do. Like this, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to work. I'm going. I'm going to get as many hours as I possibly can. I am like paying the bills. I am doing this, doing that. Like I don't know. I had that like flip. I think on where I was like, you need to do everything that you can do. Did it increase your stress levels? In that moment, I didn't feel stressed. It was kind of like, let's go, let's go, let's Yeah, go, I go. think I was very, like, adrenaline was just seemed to be, like, high up. And, because I, I don't like, even now, even before, I did not like problem solving. So, yeah. um, wait, well, like, wait, wait, problem wait, wait. solving as in, like, it involved me contacting people that I did not know. So, like, aren't you a math major? Shut up. (laughs) For instance, we got back from the hospital. Grant was in the hospital for, I think, three nights. 
Four days, three nights? That's a long time. Like, I've had a couple surgeries, and I've never had to stay overnight. That's pretty serious. Yeah, you were there, I'm pretty sure it was three nights. Yeah. Well, I was there for two weeks at one point. Well, that was before me. Yeah. But yes, you were. That's another podcast. That is a, that's another topic. But yeah, no, I can imagine that. Um, so we got back to our apartment the, it was August, um, the AC had cut off. Our unit had just like went bad sometime while we were in the hospital. So we walked into a 85 degree apartment after, um, taking about 10 minutes to get up the steps. <laughs> we can completely relate. Add a couple was, minutes. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty good. We and only went up one floor, though. Not yeah, we only went up one. <laughs> my brother, I told Alec, my brother, about uh, the experience of you kind of like crawling slash dragging yourself up the stairs yes. the first time. And he was like, sounds like Anakin Skywalker from the <laughs> the burning knolls. <laughs> yeah, I was like, except kind of more tears than that. I think. So no, he was crying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Skywalker. So were you, baby? I know. And I'm a Walker. Yeah, it Ooh, runs in the Walker. Skywalker oh, that's Walker. Sorry, we digress. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so we. It, I think like in that moment, just like with you being down, I was very like, we need the AC fix, and this. I remember our maintenance guy coming out, and you were in the bed, you know, like, just dead to the world. I had, luckily we had, like, three fans somehow, and I had them all pointing straight at you. I had windows <laughs> open. I, like, shut the room to just, like, try to get that part as cool as possible. So, like, I think, for me, I was just, like, an overdrive. I was, like, I don't, I can't, like, think of, like, oh, I really don't like talking to strangers right now. I was, like, hey come here right now and fix this like oh, I missed that. <laughs> from what like it sounds like to me so like in dbt which is therapy that i'm pretty familiar with um there's kind of like uh there's emotional mind and that's when obviously you're kind of giving into your emotions and then there's rational mind, and that's completely different. And when it's when you're just being like rational, I gotta get your task oriented. You've gotta get through this and this and this and this. Oh. And then the meeting of the two is being the wise mind, and that's like what we should all strive for, um, which is being in balance, but not imbalanced, but in balance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like you were in rational mind a reasonable mind um yes. just trying to get it done and you yeah I can agree with that for sure Grant how did that two month period play into your mental health Oof. that's a good question because you sat still for a while and Grant, yeah I sat still for about two months Grant is not a person I don't like sitting still if I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything i feel like a burden i feel exactly 1000 yeah. percent. so if i'm not doing something i i feel like i'm just wasting away which i know it's not the case i mean you just have a major surgery it's not like you, you should be you up physically and could not do no, what you're not. wanting to do but i don't know for me i took the opportunity to i don't know almost kind of like wanted to prove the doctors wrong if that makes sense so, like, they're like, oh, you're not going to be able to run again. So, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go fucking run six miles and show you who's the boss. That is 
you know, pretty. I think that's that's unique because I think that some people would say that and hear like you're never going to run again, you're never going to do this again, and really take that to heart and like let that weigh them down. Right, and it did for a little bit, but I was like, wait, you read all these stories about all these things happening to people who have paralyzed from the waist down, and you know they overcome that. I'm like, if they can overcome this, why can't I overcome that? So. Watch American Ninja Warrior. That has like just every person has a story like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's, it's you know it does it does take a toll, but I don't know how that affects me now with my mental health. I haven't really thought about it all that much. Yeah, I know. Like for myself, I've had long bouts of having to like I kind of said in the intro, I had kind of what I call my house arrest year, where I was too sick to leave my house basically at all, and that definitely played a huge factor in my mental health and I had to learn kind of like the art of my inner zen because I used to be one of those people who if I wasn't if I didn't have plans all the time like I felt like oh my god I'm an extrovert so I was like my friends don't like me like nobody likes me I'm useless oh my god like FOMO you know like I felt like I was literally missing everything yeah and then kind of life can throw you a curveball where you can't do anything and you sort of have to learn to find that value in yourself, which is really hard. That's really great advice, though. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of my friends once told me, like, the only person you're ever going to be with your whole life is yourself. So if you don't like yourself, you're screwed. And I was like, wow, that's that's true. She's like, the only person who's ever going to be there for you <laughs> is you. All the time. All the time, yeah. I like that. And it really kind of, like... I kept that in my head as sort of as I kind of went on and you kind of have to become really self-reliant for your emotional and mental well-being, which is a pro and a con. You know, it's it's not all positive, I will say. And I mean, you can say it too. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I think those are great stories from everyone. And... Um, I think another example, if I might, it is a very 2020, very relevant story, is that I did contract COVID in April of this year, so very tailored. You mean it's not a hoax? You know, I, you know, (laughs) my uh, sudden asthma would say otherwise, (laughs) but yeah, we, uh, we were hit by COVID this year. And we decided, so we live in an apartment that's about a thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, when they thought I had COVID, we kind of faced the choice to self-isolate even from each other or to sort of like condemn us both to COVID. <laughs> and we chose to self-isolate. Um, I took our bedroom bathroom combo and Irene took the rest of the house. And that was a challenge mentally for both of us. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you're, you know, a couple, you're used to sharing space, sharing space together, and you are, I mean, that's just your normal, you, you, you kind of don't even, you kind of like don't even see your partner sometimes because they're just like a part of this space with you. Right. And so I, um, I definitely can see like, well, I mean, I I experienced that 
it was definitely hard for both of us to have to experience that where we like all of the like emotional nurturing that we needed from that other person that we've become you know upgraded a little codependent on um we weren't able to get that um with COVID it was hard there were certain days where I was in our bedroom like peeking out and Irene would be crying on the couch and I would just be like kind of trying to like say words of encouragement from the bedroom like you got this baby you got it come on you got this and it was it was really like it's hard to be like as a partner I think it might have been harder on Irene than it was for me honestly um because it's like all of our shared responsibilities just kind of fell on her since I couldn't leave our bedroom. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, it was, yeah, it's really hard to watch your loved one go through something painful. And I, she, I'm sure she feels the same way for me going through COVID. Um, and not be able to, like, comfort them, like, help them. There's only so much you can do. So I would definitely just say that if you guys have been affected by COVID or by illness or injury, definitely all the feelings you're feeling are completely valid. Keep feeling them, keep working with them, get help when you need help. And yeah, just, it's hard, but we're all in this together and we're here for you guys. Yeah, and I know that's, this is a bigger subject for everyone. And I'm sure we can go down a rabbit hole of talking about physical ailments and mental health. But um, we hope that helps you guys out a little bit and talking about what we talked about today. So we hope you all have a, a good morning, a good night, a good evening somewhere, and a Good day. So we'll talk to you guys later. All right.